Hello and welcome to the Jill Cruz podcast. Today, I spoke with my client and good friend, Elise Barnes, and we talked about Elise and her journey coping with caring for other people and also making sure that she cares for herself as well. Uh, Elise uh, was caring for her husband who had cancer, and uh, now she lives with her mom who's in her 80s. And so Elise has uh, seen what happens if you don't take care of yourself and you're always focused on caring for someone else. And she has worked very hard to get that balance of giving herself the care that her body deserves while also being a caregiver to someone else. So uh, I think this is a very inspiring and interesting episode. And Elise has some really great strategies that she uses to take care of herself, but her commitment is really, truly admirable. So I hope you enjoy it. Hello, Elise. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm glad to be here, Jill. Yay. I'm super excited. So (laughs) I have a big question to ask you, and that is, what has been a very hard-earned lesson that you've learned in your journey toward, you know, taking care of yourself and, and improving your health? Um, the biggest is figuring out how to take care of myself while I'm caregiving. Mm-hmm. And as you know, on our, our year-long journey together, you know, I um, didn't get married until I was 50. So prior to that, you know, basically it was taking care of myself and my plants. That's mm-hmm. about it. Um, and then I married a lovely Southern gentleman who had very mm. traditional views of what wives should do and who also was diagnosed with ha- cancer uh, three yeah. years into our marriage. And so there was a lot of running and screaming, as he liked to say. Mm. Unfortunately, he passed away last November. And I had, you know, he was in and out of clinical trials and we were doing a lot of traveling. We live in Maryland. His doctors were in Ohio. So there were flights and sometimes going three times a month. And there was just a lot of caregiving involved. And so figuring out how to take care of myself while caregiving was was challenging. And I don't know that I actually figured it out, (laughs) but I'm I'm, I'm still working on it because now I'm caregiving for my 84 year old mother who moved in with me in May. Right. But, you know, one of the things that um, I, you know, I think worked well when you and I were working together was and I used to you used to ask me about my motivation all the time. You're so mm-hmm. motivated, you know, so much. And I would say to you, I have a window. I know I have a window. Yes. Um, he was doing really well. 2020, which happened to be the pandemic year. And I just felt I had to take advantage of that window of time when he was doing really, really well to take care of myself, to get myself back together, because I had gained a lot of weight in dealing with the stress. Mm-hmm. So I, I just set up a sort of incentive structure for myself by reminding myself that the window will close. Mm-hmm. You don't know when. So you better take advantage of this time right now. And then also understanding how I hate wasting money. (laughs) (laughs) Also, we talked about this as well, sort of what was the pain point where I would say, I'm not going to throw away this amount of money. 
I'm right. going to get something out of this because I cannot just throw away that much money. Mm-hmm. Um, so those two things kept me very, very focused on my goal. And so now I'm trying to figure out how to do that again, how to create yeah. windows where there's, you know, something at the end that, that, you know, in this amount of time, I need to do this thing or otherwise I'm going to be very, very upset mm, yeah. <laughs> to, to manage my weight, you know. What what are some of the things that you did differently from when before we met and then when we were working together and after? Because I know that was we worked to, for most of the time that we were working together. That was that window of, OK, yeah. I have a breath. Right. Like he was working, <laughs> yes. he, you know, he was back to work. Yes. So you had that breath. So what were some of the differences? And then also I want to talk about, you know, when when you were back in the hospital and back and forth to Ohio, you know, how did you cope with that? Because it's a definitely a wisdom that you have. And, and I, I really want to hear about it. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think, and it's interesting because I'm, I'm learning now that the schedule that I set up while Marion was doing well and going to work is the schedule that I can use now with mm-hmm. my mom. It doesn't have to change. Right. Because my mom actually starts getting ready for bed at about the same time, Marion was leaving to go to work because mm-hmm. he worked nights, worked right. night shift at the hospital. So I, you know, would think about, oh, I exercise in the morning, but actually with his schedule, I really needed to exercise at night. Right. Because I don't, don't like people walking in on my exercise or observing me exercise. You know, I just, I'm very particular about, you know, I just want it to be me and my videos and doing yeah. what I do without any interruptions and any observers. Absolutely. Or any comment, mm-hmm. you know, so just <laughs> let me do what I do. So the person, the other person needs to be out of the house. Right. And so he would go to work at 8.30 and I would exercise at basically 10 o'clock. I'd finish cleaning up the kitchen from dinner and then get dressed and th- then go exercise. Well, by 10 o'clock, my mom is asleep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's the schedule that I can maintain, wow. you know, and it, it's taken me a moment to go, oh, yeah, you know what? You don't need to change that. That's that's going to work for her with her, too. Wow, that's great. But I think that was one of the learning sort of figuring out, OK, you're going to have to kind of work around this person, this other person. But you can. You just got to make some adjustments, but just make the adjustment, you know, yeah. just become a night exerciser. And, and finding exercise that you really like is absolutely key. I've been a dancer yes. my whole life. So, you know, if I can get myself just dancing for five minutes, Mm -hmm. it's going to be 45 minutes because once I start dancing, that's it. I love that. I love that. That's something that I tell people a lot. I'm like, just start, just start. If you only do five minutes, well, that's five (laughs) minutes more than you would have if you didn't start. And maybe you'll do a little bit more. Yeah. 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 And, you know, like I said, I, I love to dance and even, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I had, um, I broke my ankle in three places in 2014. So I still have lingering issues with my ankle that sort of come and go, but, you know, I've learned, you know, take some ibuprofen, wrap it up, put some ointment on it and keep it moving. And again, Mm -hmm. once I, once I start, I'm good. You know, there's a lot of belly aching excuses in my head, you know, before I start. But once I start, you know, the ankle adjusts. It's fine. Nothing bad happens. It's okay. Just it's just, you know, 
excuses. Yeah, I love how you are. Uh, like I often say this as well. It's like there's belly aching. I love that term. <laughs> like there's belly aching, but you still do it. And that's, I think, really important I, that I tell people is like, try not to think too much about it. Try not to to dwell right. in your mind. Like, should I work out? Should I not? My foot, hurt, my ankle hurts. <laughs> I'm tired. It's like, just start and, and don't overthink it. So that's great. But, yeah. you know, you really have at this point developed a pretty strong habit as well, right? Like you have that in your corner of you know, a couple of years, uh, maybe there, I mean, I'm sure there have been many times when you've fallen off in the past. Oh, yes. I, I, I've fallen off now. You know, I mean, I, I, I went up through, I said, let's see if we can, and I would set up little challenges for myself. I remember doing this when we were working together. It was like, can you mm-hmm. exercise five straight days? Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm very goal oriented. Yeah. And the, the problem is that my goals for other people when I'm caregiving supersede my own goals. Right. So it's like now the goal is to, you know, finish probate, get the taxes filed, <laughs> um, right. get the basement set up for mom. So there's, right. those goals are superseding mine right now. Mm. But I know that I'm very goal focused. I write it down. And, you know, and that was one of the beauties of the whole uh, chronometer and stuff was the whole power mm-hmm. of writing down. Yeah. Entering your stuff into the diary. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It makes it real. You can't avoid it. It just, yeah. you. I mean, there's a record now of what you did, you know, and all those things are very, very powerful because it sort of strips away the excuses like, well, how could I possibly have gained weight yesterday? I mean, I really didn't eat that much. Then you look in chronometer and it's like, oh, yes, you did. You <laughs> ate a ton of stuff and it, this is the result, you know? So, right. you know, you behave this way and this happens, but if you behave it that way, behave that way, that's going to happen, you know? Yeah. No, no magical thinking for you, Elise. I, I always, I always respected no. that about you. You, you know, you just accept no. the reality. And what did you do? Because the other thing about Marion was that he had his very particular tastes, and you know, yes. he expected you to prepare the food and stuff. Can you share right. what was what you did uh, that I thought was just brilliant? You know, in terms <laughs> of dealing with that. Well, I signed up for a meal delivery service, mm-hmm. Home Chef. And it was great because you could select foods based on new calories, basically. And so I would select the ones that were less than 600 calories. And they had a marvelous way of coming up with a million different sauces mm-hmm. for chicken breast, <laughs> vinegar-based, <laughs> um, sherry-based, mustard-based, sour cream based. I mean, you name it, they have figured out like all these different ways to make chicken breast taste slightly different by putting some sauce with a different base on it. Mm. And toward the end there, he started to say, you know, we're eating a lot. Have you noticed that we're eating a lot of chicken breast? (laughs) And I said, okay, Uh you know, but they also had shrimp They also had salmon, you know, so I kind of mix it up a little bit, but they were good. You know, and so it meant we weren't eating the same thing over and over again. But I knew exactly how many calories were in those meals. And it just made a huge difference because it wasn't taxing my brain trying to come up with meals that fit within my calorie limit. I, I usually got three meals a week. And so I would toss in one of the meals being a uh, beef 
mm-hmm. just to kind of mix it up for him, you know, because um, I'm pretty much a chicken and or poultry and fish person. Yeah. yeah. Um, seafood and poultry pretty much exclusively. But they also started to include ground turkey dishes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would select the ground turkey dishes to um, mix it up a little bit. And most of the time he didn't know whether it was the turkey meatloaf was turkey or meat, you know, or, right, or right, beef, right. you know. So that helped mix things, you know, mix it up a little bit. So it wasn't always a chicken breast sitting in front of him. Yeah. There would also be these meatballs mm-hmm. or shrimp or, or salmon to give it a little bit more variety. So, yeah. and um, so, you know, it worked out fine. But like I said, it took the pressure off of me of trying to think of what to put on the table. But um, I always knew how many calories were in it and right, to right. be able to figure out, okay, if I've got 1200 calories for the day, it would be roughly 400 for breakfast, 600 for dinner, and then my snack at lunchtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved your snacks. That was 200. You, yeah. And, you know, so basically you have described a couple of things that you've done in very difficult circumstances. And, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. And, and what we were saying earlier uh, before we started recording was, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure this out. That's like your, your motto yes. right now. And I, yes. I love that. Like, you know, right. it's, it's not going to be perfect. It's probably going to take some time, but you can figure yes. this out. And I, and I love that. Yes. So I have a question I want to ask you. So what happens when you don't prioritize yourself? Like, I mean, obviously, you know, when your husband is sick, when you're, you know, your mom's living with you and she's elderly and I know your mom is amazing, an amazing person, but you know, I'm sure there are some challenges when that happens and you kind of minimize yourself to the point where like you have to prioritize yourself as well as much or at least almost as much, right? What happens when you don't do that? Well, when you, when you don't do that, well, for me, what Mm -hmm. happens is be avoidance behavior. Mm-hmm. Like I avoid the scale. I avoid mirrors. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm avoiding me, the, seeing the me that I don't like. Wow. It's interesting. I, I was reading it last night. I, I love astrology and my birthday is March 6th and it's called the day of the beauty lover. Mm-hmm. And we just love surrounding ourselves with beautiful things, mm-hmm. flowers, you know, quilts, clothes, anything that's beautiful, we're attracted to. We're just kind of naturally drawn to beautiful things. And we don't like things that we don't consider beautiful. Mm. And so, you know, it's it's hard for me to look in the mirror when all I see is sort of lumps and bumps and things that are too tight. And, you know, I just don't enjoy that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I start avoiding looking in the mirror, looking at myself, looking at my body. And I don't enjoy getting dressed in the morning. And, you know, so my day doesn't start off really well Mm -hmm. because I'm doing that avoidance behavior. I'm not stepping on the scale and sort of checking in with how my weight is going. Right. So that's what happens when I don't do what I'm supposed to do to take care of myself. I start this sort of avoidance cycle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does it affect your energy or your mood or Anything like that? Oh, it certainly affects my mood. <laughs> again, because, but, but what I do is, again, to sort of, I focus on other things. Like, can I get some paperwork done? Or, mm-hmm. you know, can I make the room look neater? You know, or that the room looks very nice. 
So I use that. It's like, well, I may look terrible, but my bedroom looks very nice. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, I may feel terrible, but gee, you know, the guest bedroom is looking awful nice. Or I did, you know, email those things to the CPA, which is good. But ultimately, it's going to come back to, you know, you still haven't dealt with that other issue. And of course, this is the time that somebody decides to use their weed whacker. Uh, yeah, that happens. You know, I really enjoyed working with you. I took away a lot of things that are helping me figure it out this time around. Mm -hmm. um, things that I learned in my 2020 journey that I am bringing back, you know, that are helping me sort of figure it out in 2022. Yeah. Again, like the incentive structure, the, you know, what, wh how am I wired so that I can be accountable to myself on things mm -hmm. and, you know, the things that sort of give me pleasure in terms of feeling a sense of accomplishment. And I intend to figure this out yeah. so that I can go back to a weight I really am really happy with. I mean, like I weighed this morning, I was 157. Mm -hmm. You know, my ideal weight is in the low 140s. Mm -hmm. So I'm about 15 pounds over where I want to be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like, okay, how are we going to figure this out, you know, to get that other 15 pounds off? But what I like is that I am as unhappy with myself at 157 as I was before at 193. Right, right, right. Yeah. So you get motivated to change sooner. Yes, exactly. So I'm going to figure out how to get this this off before it becomes that. Right. I'm not going back there again. Yeah. yeah. And so I really am very appreciative of the work we did together that is helping me break the cycle sooner. Right, right. Before I, I gain it all back because yeah. we're not going back there again. Yeah. Well, I love your determination, Elisa. I always have so much respect for you. And I think it's really important, like something that you're kind of bringing up that I want to highlight is the fact that life happens. You were married at 50, three years later, you know, Marion's diagnosed with cancer. You broke your ankle, you moved. I know you didn't mention that, but I know that. Things changed yeah. and it was really hard for you and you gained weight. Yes. And then, yes. you know, you got your window and you lost a bunch of weight. And, yes. you know, you really, really focused on yourself. And then he got sick again and he passed away. And so there, you know, life is not linear. It's not a straightforward path. Stuff happens. And you are just incredible in your determination to, despite all of these challenges, to take care of yourself. I really, really, I, I hope that you give yourself lots of pats on the back, even if you're not <laughs> doing it exactly as you you know, you were doing it when we were working together, but your, your determination is there. And, um, yeah, I, you're definitely going to figure this out. Absolutely. And you know, I'm always here for you too. We can chat anytime. <laughs> yeah. I'm determined to have my Helen Mirren moment where I am, you know, on a beach in a red bikini looking fabulous. And I'm going to have my Helen Mirren moment. Yes. I swear before yes. I die, I'm going to have my hair, have my Helen Mirren moment where I look fabulous in a red bikini on a beach. Yes. So. I love it. I love, 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 in love my, it. In my 60s. I believe she was 63 when she took that picture. And I'm going to be in my 60s looking fabulous on a beach in a red bikini. Yes, so, you are. Yes, you, you are. It. Yes, you are. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Elise, for, for chatting with me today. Okay. Yeah. Good luck with everything with your mom. Thanks. Thanks for being here. Okay. Bye-bye. 
I hope you enjoyed that episode with Elise Barnes today and uh, got some good inspiration from that. If you would like to get more information or inspiration, check out our blog at winweightloss.com forward slash blog. That's W-Y-N weightloss.com forward slash blog. Thank you for listening. Thank you.